0: Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Dream Builders podcast. I am super excited for this interview and what we will be talking about is super interesting. We will be talking about how you can truly build a more fulfilling and a more meaningful career path. And I've invited a wonderful guest today to share all of her insights and her personal journey as well. And it is none less than Ariel Now She is a purpose coach who empowers heart-centered and impact-driven professionals to realize their unique purpose and potential so that they can take the next career steps with clarity and with confidence. So Ariel, thank you so much for coming on the Dream Builders podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited.
0: <laughs> so I know it's very early morning for you, but I just want to, you know, let's get straight to the heart of the matter. You know, you, have, you have worked in, in, in corporate before and you have transitioned to your, your coach now, right? Can you perhaps tell a little bit about, you know, about that transition and why you felt uh, you needed to change?
1: Yeah, so I worked in corporate after college for about four years, and I think I was always kind of drilled into me through my upbringing, um, the importance of loving the work that you do. And It was kind of always in the back of my head that I really wanted my work not to just be something that I did to make a living, but something that I really enjoyed, something that I felt excited about. And so when I went off into my first couple jobs, I realized that I wasn't fulfilled by the roles I was doing. And it wasn't necessarily like my work was miserable. I actually really enjoyed some of the companies I worked for. I enjoyed the people I worked around. There wasn't this like crisis moment or experience that was happening, but I knew something felt missing. And I think, you know, between time feeling that way and maybe some maturity, I finally was ready to accept, you know what, like I really want to be on a more intentional path that I know is going to fulfill me. So kind of went through this reflection period I hired a coach for myself and started to brainstorm like what's actually going to be a line of work that I'm excited about and not and not and not where I am right now I'm I'm a people person and I love understanding humans and human behavior and what drives us what motivates us to be at our best and at the time I was working in data analytics So I was like working in spreadsheets and looking at numbers all day, which, you know, you can see is not necessarily in line with what I love or what my greatest strengths are. So through work with having a coach, I, I figured out like I really wanted to do work that allowed me to directly help people in some way and utilize my people skills, Um, and so that led me into the field of performance psychology. Or sport and performance psychology and I um, applied to grad school I only applied to one program <laughs> kind of just put all my eggs in one basket I really wanted to move out to Colorado for the lifestyle at the time I was living in New York City and I luckily I got in and came out here and that was kind of like the the beginning of my I would say, probably like the first moment in my life where I was really doing, I was really making decisions for me and not for anyone else, not in response to society's expectations of what I should be doing. It was like a true recognition of what am I excited about? What's lighting me up? What am I curious about? And following that path. So that led me to Colorado, to grad school, to eventually starting my own coaching business. And here we are.
0: <laughs> wow such an amazing journey and you know, I, I had to laugh a little bit because i recognized myself in some of the some of the things that you were you were t- talking about like you said you worked before in uh, with spreadsheets and data and so on so I, I worked in finance as well so i know what it yeah. is to you know get get to work with data and so on and now I, of course, am more of a people person. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Mm. What I found was very interesting in the beginning, what you said, is that you wanted to, you know, to, to find work that is more exciting and also more enjoying. Now, now, of course, you're a coach. So I would love to get some expert tips from you. Um, <laughs> but imagine people that are currently working in, in corporate and they perhaps feel stuck or they want to quit their job. What would you advise to them for them, like what they can do right now um, to have more meaning in their work before they even quit their job, right?
1: Right. Yeah, that's a really great question. So, at the time when I was in corporate and I I wasn't quite ready to take the leap into something brand new, I tried to first look at what roles even within my own company or what tasks I could even take on that would be a little bit more in line with what I was interested in or where my strengths slide. So I was in data analytics, but there was a psychology component to trying to look at like how are, what are patterns of human behavior and how can we gather data on that for um, how we want to market to people, for example. That's kind of the work I was doing and spending more time in it. It didn't go as in depth as I really wanted, but like it was it was a first step to exploring something that was a little bit more in line with my interests versus um, just doing general numbers, data gathering unrelated to understanding the story behind those numbers. So what I would say for anyone who is feeling stuck um, is not quite ready to make like a drastic shift in their life is to first look at the people around them, look at the roles around them, um, and see like, what are they actually curious about? Or what are they interested in? Where do they feel like certain strengths of theirs are lying dormant and how can they attend to those strengths? Maybe speak to, um, you know, their manager or their boss about additional tasks or roles they could take on to explore those strengths of theirs and and lean into them and from that experience you gain more information and more clarity to be able to take the next step after that and so for a lot of the people I work with in either a one-on-one or group coaching kind of container I think I think the leap is glorified, but it's not necessarily the right choice for everyone. Like the, I'm stuck, I'm just gonna quit my job and start something amazing and brand new and it's gonna be amazing. I think some of us have the resources at our disposal to be able to do that, but many of us don't. And so what I often advise people is, instead of the leap is this transition period of, you know, still holding down your job, have that level of security, but put in the additional work and the additional time to start exploring what it is you might be curious about. And that's going to require a higher level of commitment, a higher level, higher amount of time um, that you're going to need to carve out. But if fulfillment is fulfillment of your work and enjoyment of your work is something you really want to prioritize in your life, then that's what you need to do to get there. So that's what I would say to start off.
0: Awesome. Um- I think that you know looking at your at your interests is also something that that I did when I when I was stuck in corporate, I also started looking at my own interests. Uh, and while I was still working in corporate, I started already, you know, doing things with personal development because I just love to immerse myself in these kind of topics. It didn't mean that back in the time I was already going to make that leap where you were just talking about, right? But mm-hmm. I was already kind of getting myself immersed in you know, workshops, uh, I went to retreats, uh, masterminds, and I was going to meet like-minded people who were, you know, so that I could talk to people about these kind of topics. And that really excited me. Mm. Um, now, what what would you say about this? You, you also said something about, you know, not everybody is ready to take such a leap. Um, I also wasn't ready, but at one point in time, I just took the leap. Um, and I think one of the the things that what was holding me back at least, and that for many of my generation is the is the the topic of having certainty and especially about having money right mm. Imagine you <laughs> leave corporate you know and I want to start a business or I want to start a side hustle. how am I going to do that you know with with no money at the point in time what what like what is your take on that?
1: Mm. yeah, the money conversation is a big one and so my first my first thought is that you know everyone's story everyone's situation is different we all have different resources whether that's you know the money we're currently making our job family support um, anything like that but I think a lot of us are still living in survival mode when really, we have the opportunity to thrive um, in terms of thinking about money, like we we have more at our disposal than we want to acknowledge that we have like we're willing to pay money to go on a weekend long vacation or um, do do um, What's another example of something that there's so many like spaces that we spend money on without even thinking about it. Like we'll go out to dinner or we'll spend money on drinks with friends and socialize that we don't think twice about. But then when it comes to like actually investing in ourselves and in our future, for example, hiring a coach, it's like, oh, wait a second. I don't know where that's going to get me. So I don't know that I want to invest the money in it. And it's back to that like certainty conversation of like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to go and take myself out to a nice dinner, there's a level of certainty of what that experience is going to be like. So there's a level of comfort in spending our money in those types of contexts. But you know, you can be using that same money towards investing in yourself and investing in your future, but it really needs to be something you prioritize. And so I think often it's not that we don't necessarily have the money to spend, but it's like a difference in what we're choosing to prioritize. And so when you're in that space and money is a concern or um, something that you feel like is holding you back, what I'd suggest is like looking at what your current, spending habits are like, and are they in places that are really serving you in the future you want to be creating for yourself? Um, Yeah, that would be my first thought on the money conversation, and I know the money conversation runs deep, but that's, yeah. <laughs> how
0: did that? How did that play out for 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 you? Like, like because you also transitioned from corporate to you know having your own coaching practice, being an entrepreneur.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, were you held back by by the money issue, or you were just taking a leap and you went for it? Uh, <laughs> we were going to be <laughs> in Colorado, and tell t- tell me a bit about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So I had spent. Personally, I had saved up some money from working in corporate and, you know, you never know exactly what's gonna be the right amount to save to know that you're secure for your future. But I had saved up enough where I felt like, you know, it's now or never, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this shift. And so um, I came out to grad school, I worked a part-time job while I was in grad school to kind of like keep myself afloat a little bit. Um, and then I, and then I launched my business while I was still working that part-time job. And so that was my personal experience. I had savings that made me feel a little bit more secure, but it wasn't like I was sitting on like just limitless amounts of money to start this new venture. And so, you know, what I'll also say is for me and being so clear on what I felt I wanted to do, it wasn't, there was no plan B. It was like, if I need, if if I'm not going to make a lot of money at the beginning of this, I will find a way to support myself while I'm pursuing it. There was no like, we'll see if it works. If not, I'll go back to corporate. Like there was no plan B because I was just so clear that this is what I needed to do to cultivate a meaningful and fulfilling life. And that was my number one priority. Um, And so the money piece, I think largely the money piece is like, yes, it's important and we can't disregard it. But when the money factor is the priority in what we're looking for, it can distract from actually pursuing a meaningful life and career. And so for me, it was like, I'm making my fulfillment a priority and I'll figure out the money piece. It'll come. And I, and I need to trust that. So that's kind of the mentality I had. And that's not to say it's come without struggle. It hasn't just been like easy peasy, but, um, I have no regrets about how I went about that decision and process. So, um,
0: yeah, here I am. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love that. You know, you know what I love about what you said. You know, I had no Plan B. I think that is super interesting because many people have a Plan B, perhaps even you know, like a Plan C, but you only have Plan A, and that makes you, what you said, you know, very clear and confident about the path that you are going to pursue, and especially when it comes to you know, living a life with fulfillment and more meaning. Now, I think it's also important for people to understand that, like, how did you become so clear and confident about your path that you basically didn't think about all the other options?
1: Mm. Yeah. <sighs> mentorship. Um, the coach I hired, um, I since I left corporate, I haven't gone without some form of mentorship, whether that's... A coach or an informal mentor or a therapist, someone I could go to to process what was going on for me and helping me remain clear and what my priorities were. And then I think um, at some point in grad school, I just realized not only, you know, broadly was I passionate about helping people excel in life, but what I was really more passionate about was helping people cultivate a meaningful life, um, which which stems from understanding their purpose. And um, I just, from the amount of self-development I've worked from that mentorship, from my training in school, I became very clear on what I was good at and what I had to offer in terms of holding a space for people to find out what it is that is going to be meaningful for them that i think it's just when you do the work to get clear on what you're best at you can't forget it and then it feels like oh this is what i meant to do this is my responsibility now like there's no other there's no plan B because it's so clear that this is what I'm meant to be doing. And I think you can only get to that place of certainty from doing the work from doing the self work and having forms of mentorship or coaching or guidance that allow you to get that sense of clarity and then confidence in your vision and your pursuit. But I, you have to first be willing to step into the uncertainty to get to a place of certainty and I think that's what prevents so many people from getting to this place of just having their plan a and feeling confident in it is they're not willing to sit in the uncertainty first they'd rather have the certainty of a secure job of a secure pathway that's not fulfilling than kind of dabble the uncertainty of pursuing a more fulfilling or meaningful life with the understanding that eventually they will have more certainty around it so I hope that answers the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I would love to zoom in on, w- on what you said as well. Like um, the way that you found out about your, your strengths and, and what you're best at, um, that gave you a lot of certainty around, you know, what your responsibilities are in terms of what you're here to, to do on this planet, right? And how you're here to serve and contribute to, to other people as well. Um, can you perhaps tell a little bit about you know ways that people can find their own natural strengths?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something I really an, an exercise I really love doing and I would say it's one of the most transformational pieces of the work I do with clients is actually asking people in your life what is the value you bring to them? What do they see in you? What do they see in you when you're at your best? Um, I think we have this picture of who we are and how we come off to other people. And there can be a misalignment between that and how people actually receive us and what people actually get from us. And so it's so informative to hear from the people in our lives well, why do you actually spend time with me? How how am I adding value to your life? And from those conversations, you often learn like what it is you're naturally good at because the people around you are aware of what they see in you and what they get from being in your presence. And especially those who, when like a family or a friend or even a coworker when you get people who are in different contexts of your life they, and they speak to what it is that you bring to the table you'll notice patterns in all these different contexts that kind of speak to how you naturally show up like it's not even a conscious thing necessarily for you as the individual but when you're showing up in a similar way in all these different contexts of your life it's clear that there's you have a natural set of strengths that just come to life when you're in connection with other people and systems so that would be the first one of the first suggestions i would say to those who want to get clear on what it is they're naturally good at is doing asking the people in your life like really surveying them and it might feel weird but it's it's such an important part of the process and of course there's a million personality tests out there that you can take. Um, I know there's Myers-Briggs, there's so many um, tests along those lines that can help you cultivate more self-awareness around who you are and how you naturally show up. Um, so if that's something that you you want for yourself and want to understand, I would say, um, asking the people in your life. But But also like that comes with having back to the mentorship conversation. It's like the accountability to actually explore it and gather that information. Um, The people that I work with aren't necessarily lacking that self-awareness, but without the proper guidance or mentorship or coaching to, you know, put pen to paper and write down, I'm good at these things. And this is what people are saying about me that I'm good at. Um, it's hard to take tangible action on behalf of those things that you know about yourself or the things that you're learning about yourself. So yeah, those are, those are some of the suggestions I would have for kind of cultivating more awareness around what, what your strengths are.
0: Awesome. You know, I, I, I think that's very important because I remember when, when I got that kind of feedback uh, for the first time, that was when I was still doing my master's in, uh, in Lisbon. like 12 years ago or so but I remember was so eye-opening and significant for me that you know I got feedback from other people about you know what my natural strengths were in projects and so on and I was like what am I like that I didn't even know that about myself Mm -hmm. you know so these kind of things can be very eye-opening so I think this is a very uh, interesting part of getting to know your your natural strengths as well so thank you so much for for sharing that
1: yeah Yeah, for sure
0: I, I I would like to move a little bit to how we can build a more fulfilling and a more meaningful career. And I know you're all about, you know, coaching purpose as well. Uh, What what will be a way for people to find more purpose in their work?
1: (laughs) Just a small question. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I think the one of the first pieces is kind of what we've been speaking about in terms of identifying what your natural strengths are. I believe we feel more purposeful when we're utilizing our unique gifts, our unique magic, and we all have it. We all have a unique way of showing up, of giving, of contributing. And when we feel like we're sharing what it is that we're uniquely good at, there's a level of excitement and motivation and passion that comes with that. So the first piece is like, what are you actually naturally good at? The second piece of of purposeful work is what are you actually interested in? So, um, for instance, I might be, I might have great people skills and that's something that is a strength of mine, but that doesn't necessarily tell me what I'm passionate about. I could apply people skills in many different contexts. And so um, I could be a manager still at a corporation and be applying my people skills. And that might be something that I really enjoy. For me, what I'm actually interested in and passionate about is coaching, is working directly with people on the intimate details of their personal and professional life. Um, so identifying both what you're good at and what you're actually interested in um, Or passionate about. And if you're not ready to explore the passion conversation yet, at least exploring what it is that you're curious about and following that. Because I think sometimes the, the passion conversation can feel a little daunting or intimidating. We don't, we're not all necessarily born just knowing our passion, but we do develop our passion by exploring what we're interested in or curious about. So having the courage to actually lean into that. And then the third piece is How do you actually want to influence others or what's the impact you want to have? Like if you were to leave this world today, how would you want it to be better as a result of like you, you living on it? And we all have different, I kind of call this your, your why statement like like what is it all for at the end of the day what's really important to you how do you want people to feel or maybe it's not about people maybe it's about the environment um whatever it is what moves you what what at the end of the day would you feel like you lived a meaningful life because you were able to do such and such thing um so to put that to to wrap that into a bow those are the three elements of purposeful work it's both what you're naturally good at what you're interested in or excited about and the impact you want to have and that's the work that I really deeply explore with with my clients is getting clear on those three pieces and then finding where they can come into alignment in some sort of role whether that's within an organization or on, on their own path, creating their own business or um, work experience that suits them and those three areas of their purpose.
0: Thank you for, for breaking that down in, into three parts. I think that, that, that's very cool. So looking at your interests, uh, your talents, right? And then also looking at what the impact is that you want to make uh, in the world. Super, super important. Now, once you have identified those, let's say, three key elements around your big why, what is a way to maintain it to keep on living your purpose? Because I think it's very important that we find out what our purpose is. But of course, it's also very important to to live it out and really being authentic with who you truly are.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a really great question. And something that that many people, I mean, myself included, struggle with is okay, now we have this information. We know what it is that would be fulfilling to us. Well, how do we actually go and do the thing? <laughs> how do we actually go live it every day? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, our days are a series of small habits. And before we're consciously aware of what a purposeful or meaningful life would look like day to day, Um, we are on autopilot for a lot of these habits that we set for ourselves. Like when we wake up, brushing our teeth, are we having coffee in the morning? When are we making breakfast? Um, Are we checking our phone? How long are we on our phone for? Like so many little moments throughout the day, little micro decisions we're making throughout our day. And that really dictates where our life is going. And so for the people I work with, I think it's identifying first, like what, what, is it, what are those three elements of purpose and identifying action items that align with them or, or small habits that align with them. And that doesn't mean making like a massive transformation in your day in one second. It's actually really hard, if not impossible, to maintain new habits when you're introducing a million at a time but making small decisions and shifts gradually over a period of time is how transformation really happens. So for instance, if I'm identifying that I really want to help people lead a fulfilling life, well, where does that start? So that starts with me understanding what's fulfilling for me and how am I going to be at my best for those people I want to serve? Well, If I want to be at my best for the people I serve, then um, I need to have as much energy as I can have. I need to have a level of awareness um, and intentionality throughout my day. So how am I going to start my day intentionally? Well, that's going to require me to not be on autopilot for my entire morning, probably not be on my cell phone scrolling through social media for the first hour just laying in bed, um, it's probably going to require me doing some work in the morning to get me in the right headspace to enter my day like this. Having a intentional conversation with you at the beginning of my day is getting me in the headspace of being ready to dive into meaningful conversations, have an intentional um, intentional mindset about how I even want to go about my day. So think it's like it's going to be different for everyone but identifying what's meaningful for you and creating habits that are in line with that and choosing to act in line with them and you know it's easier said than done forming new habits is really hard and that's again why it goes back to having some sort of guidance or mentorship or accountability to keep you on track with those new habits that you want to create for yourself to support you in your fulfilling life.
0: I think that's great because, and I want to ask you a question, especially about, you know, how you can start the day intentionally. I'm not sure, like, how you do it, but there's different ways that you can, of course, do it. I I have practiced it with, you know, gratitude uh, writing, for example, or, um, or meditation, but What is the way that you start normally today with
1: intention? Yeah, I would say it's similar to you. And it's something that I go, I've gone, um, I weave in and out of, right? So I think like often we will form a new habit and then we can fall out of it. And then we need to cultivate a level of self-awareness to realize, oh, I just went off track. I need to get back to where I was. So For me, I would say similarly, like on my best day, I'm waking up, I'm exercising, I'm meditating, I'm doing some sort of gratitude practice. All those things really get me in the right headspace. Sometimes in addition to that, I'll listen to some sort of podcast or read a portion of a book that is going to make me feel inspired and lit up and ready to start my day. Um, But there's definitely periods of time where I make excuses to not do that, where I want to sleep in or life happens and things get busy and there's events that are outside of your control that interfere with what your normal routine would be. And so I think it's not necessarily um, making sure that every single waking day you're doing the exact right routine but having the enough awareness to recognize when you fall off and bringing yourself back to what's really going to ground you. So for me, it's like I definitely have days where I fall off that routine and I recognize how it impacts me. And then I get to say, okay, that didn't serve me. Let me, let me get back to what I know is going to help me. What I know is Mm -hmm. going to serve me and being my best. So those are some the, the, the exercise, the meditation, the gratitude practice are all things that serve me. And um, I think it's, it's an individual choice, an individual experience of what you feel like is going to serve you and maybe reflecting on moments in your life where, where when were moments in your life where you felt like you were at your best? Well, what led up to that moment? And often from that conversation, you can dissect the, the supportive habits that leads you to, to being at your best, performing at your best. So I wouldn't just, you know, um, suggest everyone do the exact process I do or you do, but really like having an honest conversation with yourself about what feels most supportive to get you an intentional headspace.
0: Awesome. I would like to ask you like one last question and it is like, yeah. what has been the most important kind of life lesson you had over the past years to really live out your purpose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: (laughs) like something that you've discovered about yourself, right? That is like,
1: yeah. Well, while, while we're on the topic, so the first, uh, so many lessons, but I think the one that's coming to mind first, just maybe because of where we're at in the conversation is, that it's that once you learn something, the work is not over. Just because I discovered my purpose or what I feel like is my purpose, I'm not done. It's not like, okay, now I have all the answers. I'm ready to go. I don't need to try anymore. Here we are. I even as a purpose coach need to constantly remind myself of my why. I have a <laughs> I know you can't see in a podcast, but I have a oh, that's um,
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> my purpose statement framed on my desk. And I think it's whatever works for you, but what's going to keep reminding you of the why behind what you're doing. Um, because it's it's about that that building that habit and that identity work to keep regrounding back into what's important to you, what's meaningful for you, what's going to be fulfilling. Once you figure it out, um, that's, that's the beginning of the journey. That's the beginning of the work. The hard part is, is staying consistent and motivated to um, be committed to that journey in the process. Um, But you know, what to me, it's like, there's again back to like there's no there's no plan b so there's no staying committed to that process is the only option so even if i fall off the wagon or i you know fall off my routine one time or another it's like okay i see you arielle i saw you <laughs> you stepped off a little bit there but like let's get back to where we need to go to pursue what it is that's really meaningful for you because otherwise what's the point of any of it so i would say (laughs) a very long-winded way of saying um one of the biggest lessons i've had is like just just the self-awareness itself or the the acquiring of information itself is, is the very beginning of the journey Um, And really committing to that process and having accountability for yourself is is where the real work happens, the real transformation happens. Um, Yeah.
0: Wow! Thank you, thank you so much for for sharing that insight as well. And the little board that constantly reminds you of what your purpose is—I think that's very inspiring. Yeah.
1: Am I allowed to ask you a question?
0: Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) Bring it on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What I want—I would like to return the question back to you. What has been one of your biggest learning lessons since you got on this path you're on now?
0: Oh yeah, since since when? (laughs) Because since I since I left corporate, basically yeah um oh wow i think the biggest learning lesson for me has been um i knew that i had a couple of ideas when like i had a couple of ideas on what i wanted to do as an entrepreneur when i when i left corporate uh, but i never i never really knew how to put that into action um and and what was really going to be it so i had like four or five ideas right that really excited me But I think the most important learning lesson is just to try it all out and see what works and what not works. And in the beginning, when I I left left corporate, I traveled the world to regain some energy. Um, I did things that really mattered to me as well. And I started building on my first idea. That was a sport boutique fitness uh, club. Mm. I was totally excited by the idea already, but somehow it just didn't work out. In, in the first couple of months. So I was like, okay, I'll go on with the next thing and then with the next thing until I eventually do what I do with Dream Builders right now. And I, so I think the most important learning lesson for me has been like all these ideas kind of excited me in a while. Uh, they also had a lot of things that I'd love to do and where I could bring my talents up in, exactly the kind of topics that we talked about. Um, but the most important is just that you try it out and see what works. Uh, and if it doesn't work, you go to the next thing and really lived the journey Mm. um and i agree kind of with you as well that for me there has not really been a plan b it has only been (laughs) plan a and it is really living out what i would love to do and build more impact in the world as well so yeah Yeah.
1: Mm, i love that thanks for sharing with me on your podcast a great way to round up
0: the podcast as well right (laughs) So Ariel, I I would really love to thank you for you know for sharing uh, all of the insights that that you're bringing into the podcast about living a more meaningful and a more fulfilling life, and also how you can build a more meaningful career. Uh, Obviously, thank you so much for sharing your own journey and and uh, to wrap up, I would of course love to to know what the best places are that people can find you and your work if they would love to know more about you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for this this conversation. I'm already feeling. Fired up for the day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So um, you can find me. My website is www.performwithpurpose.org. You can also get a freebie from me from that first page. You'll see a link to a free toolkit, um, and that can kind of give you some guided steps towards cultivating more purpose in your work and in your life. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, um, my name is Ariel J Jay, J-A-Y-E, and my Instagram is Ariel J Coaching. LinkedIn is also Ariel J. All the social medias <laughs> at Ariel J, pretty much you will find me there. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been such an awesome conversation.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ariel. And uh, I wish you tons of energy for the future. Um, <laughs> uh, I will be following your work. And perhaps in the future, we might run into each other. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that would be sure. awesome.
0: So I encourage everyone to, to follow Ariel and her work. Um, she has an awesome freebie for you five steps to elevate your purpose. Um, mm. And you can of course find her on all the social media links that she was just mentioning i'll drop that in the show notes below as well so once again thank you so much ariel for coming on the podcast and uh, hope to see you soon
1: thank you it's been awesome
0: thank you so much for listening to this inspiring conversation with ariel jayen now i really hope it helps you build a more Fulfilling and a more meaningful career. And I really hope that it perhaps also gives you the insights and some tips about how you can make the next steps in your career with clarity and confidence, whether it is transitioning from a corporate job to entrepreneurship or whether it is just to build a more meaningful career path. Now, if you really enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you share this with a friend, a colleague, or somebody that you think could be inspired and energized by this episode as well. Of course, you can do that by simply sharing the link of this episode or you could share my website, dreambuilders.com podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe button right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and it would of course be awesome if you could leave a review as well about the part that you enjoyed the most. That would really, really help me. So once again, thank you all so much for listening and I see you back soon.